But speaking of fucking great bands, we're going to get into, we're going to introduce you, Vic. We're going to do our little intro. Mark might show up here, but he might show up a little bit later. So I'm going to introduce myself, then Joe will go. We'll say, uh, you can even introduce yourself then. We'll say, this is Heavy Metal Horror, and then I'll introduce you, and we'll, we'll get talking just, just like we're doing now, just real low-key conversationally just... i can dig it man i can dig it cool. i just apologize for talking over you any, no, no, no. Any, yeah i just i'm just a talker man and i'll get going and bulldoze and Excellent. it's rude and i'm sorry i'm fucking no, sorry fucking do it do it man too it's the italian in me so i just you know you see my hands going every once in a while because i can't <laughs> talk at the same time right so. that's cool because i've got only uh, two questions to ask you so go away <laughs> <laughs> perfect perfect excellent all right i'm gonna give a countdown and we'll do it I am Montag, master of illusion. What goes up must come down, but not always. I'm Chop Top. And you are listening to... Or, oh, what? We can do it again. Vic, do you want to introduce yourself? That's okay. I didn't know what I was doing, so I just figured I'd put my hand up. Look good. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> let's do it one more time from the top. <laughs> no, it's cool. Dude, uh, you introduced me. I don't even want to talk. I don't know okay. why I'm here. Okay. No. All right, cool. <laughs> then we'll keep it. We'll keep it. And you are listening to Heavy Metal. Ah. Ah, kitty. I didn't get the memo on that. You should have given me the memo on that. I just You want to do that? You want to do the heavy metal? Pantomime horror? No, leave it. I think it's great. Okay, cool. I look like an idiot and then I say horror. That's mouth. great. Hey, well, you know, we're, we're, we haven't figured out the technology to do the, the video. So the audio. Technology. Well, you know, I could put a camera, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's a way to capture the art gorgeous faces. <laughs> you know, some guys in prison will be jerking off to us tonight. So especially, <laughs> especially you, Vic, with your pretty hair. Fantastic hair. That's all. That's yeah. the only thing I have going for me. And I got a pretty mouth, so I know what that means. <laughs> All right, tonight, kids, we've got a special show. We are going to be doing some local music, celebrating local music with local legend Vic Stone is here tonight. Vic, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, Enjoying my my basement right now. Yeah, it's a sweet basement with thousands of CDs behind you. Um, I do love that big collection of Britney Spears you have. Uh, I'm yeah, well, I mean, if you zoom in, to be honest, if, if, if there were zooming in, you'd probably see some things. That's all. I'm going to leave it at that. Oh, I have. Believe me, I have zoomed in. I see it because we, we have some of the same ones, you know, same collection. Um, my Britney Spears collection is fairly, fairly limited. Um, I've got some from Britney some from Circus, and then some from In the Zone. Uh, my favorite song of that being Toxic. I think no, that's, that's a, a good one, man. That's a, a great good one. song. Yeah, and I think an underrated favorite from Circus is mm, Poppy. Uh, that's a really, really good one. And uh, I like I'm a Slave for You. So, you know, yeah, Brittany. Listen to her music. I just jerked off to her, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And I think she does the same once she sees our show and she'll probably do the same, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, I'd be, and Toxic is a good song, man. It is. Did you I ever hear, COB uh, covered it. Did you ever hear that cover? No, huh? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's cool as fuck because, you know, it's Alexi Leho being badass at guitar and sounding like yeah. himself. It's cool. It's actually cool, man. 
That's I'm great. pretty sure they did that. Maybe I'm wrong. You should be Googling these things and fact-checking me. I Googled last night. I'm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I Googled yeah. last night. What did you Google? It's yeah. taxing. Yeah. <laughs> like I pulled my groin for a half an hour. You know? <laughs> yeah, I can't do it anymore. I'm out of socks. Ah <laughs> uh, man. So, yeah. So, for, for those of you not in the know, uh, Vic Stone is the mastermind and genius behind several metal bands um vindicator and i'm gonna guess that this name is a volcana or volcana yeah good job Excellent. volcana it, i go uh, it goes by either it's just you know you just kind of run with it volcana sounded right and then um, that's how i say it yeah and then uh, <laughs> liquor quick which i i just we can't wait to talk about that um and then violent night <laughs> um yeah so vic man first you're you're the head of like four very, I think, very different bands. I'll say overall, there's a lot of thrash. I mean, let's talk about Vindicator mm-hmm. first and foremost. Um, I, Vindicator, ha- I mean, I'm going to make comparisons to other bands, but it's not like I'm saying you're trying to rip them off or anything. Like oh, that. no, absolutely. have never heard your music. I want to give them a sense of what it sounds like, what I heard. Right. And like some of the styles, like, oh, yeah, this sounds like this or that. Like, oh, fuck, yeah. Because it's really original. And I say, man, I am a fucking fan. I, of all the bands that you have, I love Volcana the best. Um, I, that, that, was it the album, the um, Goddess of Flame? Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. I listened to that like five times yesterday. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> that's fucking great. Thank and you. yeah, and so this is all like, all coming from the heart, not blowing ass up your skirt. Um, I'll leave that to Joe. <laughs> so, uh, Vindicator, I think, it, you know, Joe and I, or sorry, Chop Top and I were, were talking um, before the show, and we both just love how it sounds like classic old school thrash, you know, like shades of like early Testament, early right. Megadeth, even right. like some Venom. You know, coming through. Some, even even early Metallica, the Kill 'Em All, yeah, kind of. You heard some yeah. influence throughout there, and that was, that was really right. Cool. <clears throat> yeah, that was what that was our goal was Bay Area thrash. Um, you know, when we set out to do that, uh, that was that was the goal. Because Violent Night uh, operated from 2003 to 2005, and ended kind of unceremoniously. And uh, you know, Wayne myself. And my brother were like, we're not done making music. Uh, we liked the thrashier stuff that Violet and I had written. Um, and But if we wrote something too simple, it oftentimes collided creatively with our lead player at the time. He wanted to be far more technical, kind of go in a not so much Gothenburg vein, but if I had to point to something, it was going to be like that. You know, he was really into COB at the time and uh, the the, the kind of Gothenburg sound, which I think included At the Gates, uh, you know. Um, right. He was a real big Opeth fan. Uh, so real technical. He wanted to go really, really, really technical prog. We weren't, we, we, we added that stuff early on, but it wasn't our, our wheelhouse. And uh, when the band broke up, uh, Wayne, myself, and, and my brother, were we were bent on, on starting something a little more raw, a little more Venom in mentality. Uh, punk thrash, you know. Uh, and at the time, there weren't too many bands doing it. So we happened to cross uh, Marshall, who had just left uh, Black Trinity, who was also into thrash, even though he was being a black metal vocalist. We're like, ah, let's do a black and thrash yeah. band. That was, that's a thing. Let's, let's, uh, 
he's got the pipes for it. And uh, let's let's just go down there and, and meet hand our guitars and, and punk our way through these songs. And uh, with Violent Night, we learned a lot of stuff. We we rehearsed for, I mean, damn near a year before we played a show or something. And we didn't play out very often. It was like a couple times a year in the in the few years that we operated. And we weren't making that mistake again when Vindicator formed. We were like, you know, demo book shows do this. And that's, that's how we, that's how we handled, handled it. But, you know, we, we wanted to, you know, nod back to, you know, kill them all, ride the lightning venom, you know, with some, with some, with some punk, with some new wave of British heavy metal. We were and and again, we weren't recreating the wheel. We were just doing what we loved. And that was what we were really into. And that was what was fun to write. And that's the direction we took. Mm -hmm. Well, you have those influences, but it does sound completely original all at the same time. It's like you are another band of that era of that genre. That's what, to me, it's what it sounds like. You're just every bit as good as these early bands, and every bit as raw and and almost unproduced in a way that yeah could be like I'm at a fucking club. I'm gonna I'm gonna know what I'm gonna be hearing because this is what you right said, raw big punch of energy in your face. And knowing Marshall from Black Trinity, he was singing those screechy monkey death metal vocals, which <laughs> after a while, like, ah, uh, um, but his vocal style was, was really different with Vindicator. I yeah. It, it, it was, it, it was more, you know, for one thing, scream. like, yeah. And, and I didn't want to handle the vocals because, you know, it, I, I sang for violent night and it, it was, it was difficult for me. Um, you know, you get, you, you know, you sound like Dave Mustaine. It was, in, mm-hmm. and back then, I, I kind of took it, like I took it as a compliment, but it was a backhanded compliment, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oftentimes, right. you know, and and I just didn't want to do it. Like I was just like, man, I I didn't feel confident in myself, and so I wanted to get out of that and just focus on writing and and performing, you know, and having Marshall up there, who had like the lungs to scream and shriek, you know, and yeah, and uh, I mean, there's still fans that prefer him as vocalist for Vindicator, you know, their favorite stuff mm-hmm. is, is there will be blood or the antique witchery. So, you know, it's, it's a, uh, it is what it is. I'm, I'm certainly not upset about that. You know, I still wrote mm-hmm. most of the music, so I'm still taking right. it as a compliment, you know, right. but uh, you know, he had the, he definitely had I, the, the, the energy to, to do that. You know, I was, I can do vocals, you know, obviously as you know, yeah, you know, right. because you know, you've listened to stuff and, and I've performed live as frontman, So, but it's a lot easier to not be tethered to a mic. Uh, yes. So it's, it's difficult to be energetic and tethered to a mic and do, you know, play guitar or I mean, play guitar. drums or right. Maybe that a might be the guitar, next. Like, that'd have been cool. A guitar walking around singing the next yeah. step. The next phase yeah. might be our seventh son of a seventh son. I'll bring <laughs> yeah. some sense in. Guitar all. I mean, if, if if you're a Getty Lee man, you're just you're, you're playing that shit with your feet. But I'm not doing that. I can't. I can barely play guitar and sing. I'm not trying to add another layer of difficulty yeah. to my task. It's already right. daunting. I get it. You know, like when I was in uh, the Escape Beetle Pigs back in college, um, you know, I wrote most of the music and sang a lot of the songs and played guitar. Yeah. So I understand that sometimes, you know, when Fred would sing his songs. I just got a chance to play guitar and I'm like, I just enjoyed that. Yeah. Like, absolutely. I don't have to sing or remember words. I can just yes. be in the moment and like play and just enjoy it in a way that I couldn't, you know? Yes. And when I did play drums in Charlotte's web, I didn't have to worry about any of that shit. I'm just playing drums. Like follow me, you know? Right. And, yep. And it was just completely different. So I totally get that sense of freedom. Um, 
you know, and, and while it's nice being able to do that, I'll just take playing guitar any old day. I'm cool with that. Right. I can just relax. <laughs> right. and I don't have to worry about it, you know? Right. You got to be um, an entertainer. Uh, you're telling to him, like, you got to interact with the crowd. And, and Marshall right. was really good no, at that, too. Yeah, I can do that. You know, I did that with the pigs. I mean, we were a goofy band, so I get it. But it was just nice to play. So, you know, I like that. But, you know, uh, I really like Dog Beneath the Skin. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I, well, yeah. I listened to it. I, again, I'm hearing things because I'm a fan of the genre. I, I hear like a little touches of like rigor mortis from freaks, you know, the guitar, the guitar riffs or the chord progressions. You know, I'm not sure if you're a rigor mortis fan. I'm, I'm assuming. Oh, you are. absolutely. I can you reach know. behind me right now. I got, well, that's going to make me look through the alphabet, but they're right behind me. Uh, I was a big fan of, uh, what, what was the new one? Slaves? Uh, what Slaves was it called? To the, Slaves to Slaves the Grave. Slaves to I the Grave. I was a, a huge fan of that one, man. I, I was. Yeah. It was so. You know, I pre-ordered it because I, I met Bruce a few times. Um, okay. Cool. And absolutely, one of the sweetest people I've ever met. You know, classic mm-hmm. like Texan. You know, like sweet. Yes. Just man. Um, first time we played with uh, with was we we opened for War Beast twice. Um, oh, one sweet. time was in. Uh, oh. Might have been Missouri. I don't know. It was a festival, mm-hmm. and, and we were on the bill with him. And I was like, dude, that's fucking Bruce Corbett. I got to meet this guy. You yes. know, right. went over to his table, started talking to him. Super nice dude. Super nice guy. Um, you know, took my picture with him and all that shit. And yeah. then and then they were they were on tour with uh, somebody. I want to say it was Destruction because Destruction was always fucking touring, and we played that every time they came to Peabody's. I think we played. We opened for him and. Uh, you know, hooking up with him there, you were like, he was like, a, you were like an old friend, you know. So followed him on Facebook, you know, talked yeah. to him and all that shit. Pre-ordered that record when it came out, was absolutely floored by it. it was so fucking good. Yeah. Um, the one that I don't have, I don't have Freaks. I got you know the self-title, oh, okay. and I've got you know Slaves, First but I don't theory. have. I almost, I, I missed the opportunity to rebuy it. They had it on their web store for a while, and, and you know, it was like one of those things where I put it in my cart and just sat there like a dumbass. Yeah. You know, and, Freaks uh, or versus the Earth, Freaks. I have versus the earth. I do have okay. versus the earth. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah that was actually the first great. rigor mortis record I bought was, was oh, versus okay. the earth. Probably just because it was more readily available. But uh, sure, right. Yeah, I, I own uh, the self title. I remember buying for ten bucks on vinyl. I was like, yeah, right. that, not leaving that here. No, um, but uh, it's a great album too. That's an it's interesting it. comparison, though. I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone uh, do that comparison. I think it was like from chained in the attic or something like that. There was a, there was a riff in chained in the attic that sounded like something from when I heard dog beneath the skin, I'm like, Oh, that, that kind of sounds like chained in the attic a little bit. That's Interesting. Something. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's great. Cause Rick and Mortis has such a distinct sound and style. Right. You know? Right. And right. I agree with you. Bruce is totally cool. We were Facebook friends and we talked back and forth, you know, and I got the, I got yeah. the signed slave to the grave too. Yep. Yeah, yep. and uh, just just way cool. Um, and then I on on humanarchy. Uh, I'm guessing that's how you want to say that. Human. I say humanarchy because I'm clever. Oh, you see right, that's a play on, yeah, yeah, clever play right. on words ah, there. Ah, humanarchy, of course. Duh. So, um, <laughs> that's what I, we used I, to call the skeleton, though. We used to call him Hugh Monarchy. That was <laughs> that's good, right? We gave the skeleton from the antique witcheries. That was his nickname. But yeah, humanarchy. Yeah, clever me. That no, I love. I love the title. Go ahead, go ahead, Montag. Well, chopped uh, up. Vic, I was just going to talk about uh, before the show and mm-hmm. talked with Montag about uh, your guys' artwork. Oh my gosh, sleeping with evil. 
fantastic. And I, I forget, unfortunately, right now off the top of my head, the title of your one, but it has the, the Red Knight on it. Remind me of something United like the, Fall. the Red. Yeah, the Mask of the Red Death. Yeah. Price. Like directly, that, that's the first vision, vision I got out of that when I saw that cover. I'm like, gosh, that's a Red Death from like the ground post story. So really great artwork on your guys' stuff. Thank you. Really I mean, that's one of the things like you have to do that kind of thing. Uh, Artwork's very important to releases, and you know I've learned the hard way because I have some releases that don't have stellar art on them. You know, you kind of just go with either what you have access to, or you know, if you have a budget for it. You know, um, those two releases in particular, uh, "Sleeping with Evil" was uh, when when Stormspell wanted to release that. You know, uh, the the label had mentioned that, you know, we, they wanted to do it and they had a piece of art that they thought would fit perfectly. And uh, that I guess the, another band had rejected because I don't know if it just didn't fit, you know, what they were what they were looking for. I understand that as, as an artist. I get that. Um, seeing the art, I was like, yes, absolutely. One hundred percent. You know, sleeping with evils about a succubus. So that yeah, it's fits, that fits the bill perfectly. And that artist, dude, is the same artist that did uh, the Stutz reissues, Mark. And he oh, really? also did uh, the he did King Diamond's, I think, newest record recently. Uh, it's that wow. same guy. Uh, he works. Oh. He does a lot of work for Stormspell. I'm pretty sure it's that same guy. Okay. Uh, his name. So they paid my for him to do the art because there's no fucking way you're gonna be able to pay for him to do an album cover. That'd be thousands and thousands of dollars. I oh. I don't know what kind of deal. I don't. That's like the inner workings with the label and him. Okay. Because I he want seems... that poster. I want sleeping with evil. I want that's that as a fucking T-shirt. I want a fucking wall hanging. It yeah. is just gorgeous. It, it's it's perfect. It, it really is. It's it's one of the better pieces of art that we had. Uh, United we fall. Uh, when we came to the budget for that, we didn't have a whole lot of money. Um, and I don't know how the guy came up. Uh, his name, I think his name's uh, uh, Julik or Yulik. It's been a minute since I, re I don't remember the guy's name. He did a lot of fucking old, like, 70s and 80s fantasy covers. And we, I don't know how we found this guy, but we were like, uh, hey, we just emailed. We emailed, found an email. Hey, uh we want to get some art from you. And he was like, well, here's the prices for what I can, you know, how much it is to license something from me. And here's how much it is to get an original piece. Well, we didn't have the, you know, the money to pay for an original piece, but we, we went through the pieces that he was able to license. And that one really spoke to me because that particular record is, is really politically driven. And I just, I, that, that red night on the horse and all those corpses, I was like, that's the one. And a lot of people <laughs> yeah. like, aren't into that. A lot of people are like, Oh, been better and i'm like I, you know it's always something but right. you know for for us for the band really was really into that art like the con you know it's like that red night the horse is covered in red that spoke to me and i and i thought in, in people who get it get it our current lead player he was a fan before he was a member you know so that's really an interesting an interesting thing and and he it spoke to him he was like this artwork fits this record it's one of the earliest conversations i had with him you know and and uh he gets it so like the fans get it like it's it's more than just a cool piece of art you know because here's the thing like we could have hired ed repka to to shit out some album cover man and i'm sorry man the, the guy's work in the past like 10 15 years he will literally reuse bits and pieces of covers you can find the same elements of things on a gruesome album cover or a condition critical album cover he uses he recycles stuff and it's really looking generic. It's like uh, when White Wizard hired uh, the famous Maiden artist. What's that guy's name? Derek Riggs. Yeah, Derek Riggs. Riggs. 
they hired him to do something for him. And what they got back was this real terrible CGI with like this cool, like background with this cool wizard in the front. Well, they used the wizard, but they dropped that real bad background. It's just not, it's not what it used to be, but I'm not trying to knock anybody, you know, like, these guys are really, they're still super talented, but it's like, it's not genuine anymore. And an album cover should speak. You you look at peace cells and you're like, yeah, that says something to me, you know, yeah, it it should say something to you. That's what we were going for. But I mean, not, not always, you know, the antique witcheries wasn't, wasn't, uh, wasn't something we were like, oh yeah, you know, skeleton warriors, they're real. We're conveying a message here. We just wanted something that looked cool, you know, but right. I mean, so it, it, it just depends on, on what you're, you know, what you're going for. We've, we've tried, you know, uh, to, to stay on top of our art game. I have tried to stay on top of my art game, you know, finding cool artists to do my work and, and whatnot, because I can't draw where the shit I'm, you know, stick figures are definitely not cool. Well, if you ever do like stick figure massacre, you know, that would be the way to go. You know, mm-hmm. I, can even, I can even throw in some, a few stick figures myself. Cause that's, that's about where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, Vic, you talked about, um, you know, your lead guitar player currently that was originally a fan before he got mm. into band. And I want to say on a lot of your, the leads are just blazing, phenomenal lead work on those. Just- Let me tell you the leads that you won't like. My leads. <laughs> That's why I have always sought out a lead player. When you get past the 12th fret, I'm carry King in my way through everything. Oh. See what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. They're just like, fuck, I don't remember. See, Jeff Hanneman, you know, Jeff Hanneman wrote all your, every one of your yeah. favorite Slayer songs, Jeff Hanneman wrote. Let's just be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just be honest you know, here. Absolutely. But do. that's what I'm saying. Like, I was never a lead player. I am a songwriter. That's what I do. And I'm a rhythm player. That's that's my specialty. You're the Paul uh, Stanley, not the Ace Freeman. Right, right, right. And I wish I would have learned some, like, simple licks, but I never did. And so we were always on the hunt for somebody who could play past the 12th fret. And, uh, you know, our first lead player, he, he did the job, you know, he did what we needed him to do. He was more of a shredder, but you know, Mike, uh, Mikey Belisle, he he did a couple of the Vindicator records and he was in Violent Night. And once Vindicator started doing stuff, we kind of coaxed him into the band for a few releases, but he didn't, he didn't stick around And it. Dude, it's hard to fill voids like that. Like that guy's lead work is really good. He was in the four horsemen. If you ever saw them live for a long time, he was the Kirk Hammett in that band. And uh, fantastic lead player. Absolutely. He's a great guitar player. Um, losing him was really, really, really hard. And when we lost him, we coaxed some kid from California to come out. And, you know, he, he showed a lot of promise, but he didn't stick around. Um, you know, but our, ult, you know, our ultimate, then we thought we found the be-all, end-all when we found James. Uh, James LaRue was in White Wizard. If you've never listened to White Wizard, uh, do yourself a favor and go find yourself uh, you just listen to uh, uh high speed gto holy shit i mean it's your favorite maiden record that maiden did okay write. cool and and i remember being a you know being young being a younger gentleman with my brother in his bedroom watching the video for high speed gto and being like holy shit where did these guys come from and how the fuck they afford to make this video it always pissed me off like oh somebody's got money so James LaRue is the lead player in this band. He ends up filling in for a band that we're on tour with called Aggressor from Canada. And first thing I asked this guy, I walked up to him and I said, so uh, who's got money in the band to afford that video? That was the first fucking question I asked this guy. <laughs> what a dick thing, right? And then he ends up joining our band. I don't know. So, and dude, James is solo. So James did the work on United We Fall and uh, Sleeping With Evil. 
and holy those, shit, those albums, right, right. Those albums that guy fucking phenomenal. That guy's a tough, a tough player. And I never thought we, I was like, this is it. We're, we're not going to be able to replace him. And I don't even know if we can replace him. We can re- find another lead player. We have trouble with lead players, man. They just don't stick around. And I know what that looks like to most people. They would be like, ah, oh, somebody's a dick. It's never the case, man. These guys just leave on their own. It sucks, you know. It's you're like the drummers and you're like the drummers in Spinal Tap, you know. You just can't. Yeah, get yeah. They, right. Except they don't spontaneously combust. Uh, it's hard. Uh, it's just... hard to keep a band together, man. Uh, it we, really yeah. is. We went through bass players left and right in the pigs. Right, right. It's like, how is it so hard to get the guy together to come and have, have you know play and have fun? You know, I mean, being yeah, exactly. Being, being not on a college campus and living in a dorm, it's a whole lot different when you're working in the real world. You know, I mean, Joe right. and I have written music years ago. We just, because of where we live and our work schedules and life, life comes in and kicks you in the balls. We just yeah. never got to be able to chance to like take it and make it reality, you know, but we have really right. fun songs. Maybe I'll just give them to you and you guys can record them. That would be yep. great. Covers. You can do our Covers, album. man. Right now. Covers, man. Right. Our, our, our band was Wizards of Gore. You know, we were totally inspired by the, by the Herschel Gordon Lewis, you know, splatter movies, but we'll talk more about that. But yeah, I have the songs and the, I know the chord progressions, how they go. I'll give them to you. Honestly, I would, I would love to, love to hear this because I've only, you know, you've shared a few of the, the pig stuff. Yeah. Um, Charlotte's web was the band that did the, the Dr. Sue stuff, right? No, that was the pigs. Was it the pigs? Yeah, Charlotte, I, that's Charlotte's such a great fucking the, concept. Was the real band. I'll put that in quotes. Um, um, <laughs> that was the punk head death metal band. I played drums in. Okay. And, and yeah, I'll send some stuff to you. You know, it's Hey, look, if you've got any old. like cassette demos, please, those are the wow. things that I want. I we used to have cassettes. Now dig I dig those cassettes. Digital. I don't have the guy. I don't. I don't even know. Um, damn it! Anymore. I'm that guy. Give me those cassettes. Let me get those demos. Well, that's how I had my first. Um, let's see, cassette. Well, that's how I bought Rigor Mortis Freaks. Was on cassette. Yeah. Um, you know, I had the first one on vinyl. I actually, won it in a contest. Uh, you know, like yeah, that's a great it like, prize. It was yeah for Halloween. It's like uh, you could choice. Your choice was Rigor Mortis's self, you know, titled debut album or Linda Ronstadt sings. Spanish love songs. Well, you clearly have made the. That was a bad decision. Actually. Well, I'm like, you chose, I'm like, you chose well, I poorly. Like, I like Ruin the Ron's that, but um, I'm just going to have to take this band that's, you know, has the songs. Yeah, like, you got to take that. No one's going to want that. Yeah, just doing the guy a favor. Yeah. It started my love affair with Rigor Mortis. But no, I get it, man. It's just hard to keep a band together. It is. It is. And so finding yeah. our new. Finding find Billy was. He, this kid was the only kid like doing the covers of our songs. You can go on YouTube and you can search any of my peers' bands, uh, you know, uh, Havoc cover or, or Warbringer cover, and, and you'll get a dozen of them, you know, probably more than that. You search Vindicator covers, you're not going to find fucking anyone touching those with a 10 foot pole. Here's Billy fucking doing this shit. And I'm like, I'm going to have to get a hold of this kid. And it took me a little while because, you know, I danced around with the, the but he lives in Billings, Montana. So it's, oh. it's, uh, you know, I, I just wasn't ready to accept a band member not being here. That's a hard thing for somebody to accept because it changes the dynamic of things when you can't regularly get together with your band members and rehearse. Yes. And, right. and, and you get that kind of level of inspiration and stuff. But if you want to make shit work, you just you make it work. And so Billy got better, too. That was the thing. Like, not only was he he was already good when I first started talking to him. But he significantly improved, and he was playing those James solos, and I'm going, eh, fucking this kid's the, he's the kid, he's the guy, and like we're all like old enough to be like his dad and his grandpa. It's hilarious, but he's a sweet, he's a sweet kid, man. He's a hard worker, and 
that that fucker's gonna do something. He's one of those guys. Like that yeah. kid's gonna go on to do something. I'm not saying right. that Vindicator's gonna be the thing, but he, he for him, he told me he was like, dude, this is like a rock star m- moment for me. I'm talking the movie. Like when right. I got a hold of him, he was like, oh my, oh man, like it was like it was unreal to him. And I'm like, I don't know. Do you know who I am? Like it's, <laughs> I don't, I, you know. But he was really, yeah. he's really, he's really excited. He brings a whole new. He brings that energy that all us old people don't have anymore. <laughs> right. When we were 20, you know, 25. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, I, I know I'm not, not that old, but I definitely feel it. You know, I'm definitely more tired than I ever have been in my whole fucking life. So You got road years on you. Yeah, road yeah. And not the from the road. That's the shitty thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I traded, in the, I traded in the tacos for oatmeal. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Soft. Soft shelled oatmeal wraps. Yeah. yeah, I gotta take fucking fiber pills. Like what? <laughs> I need the shit. That's not uh, even a joke. That's I'm for real, man. I get it, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, brother. That's not funny. a pun. I legitimately am taking fiber pills. Fucking hell. I want to switch gears now and and talk about volcanoes. <laughs> I, uh, I could. There's no transition because I didn't want to say and talking about shit because no. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I could say talk about something sludgier. Um, there you go. Yeah, you know, there you Vol- go. I, I really, really love so much because um, it's got that sludgier sound, heavy chugging riffs. Yeah. And I, I hear a lot of, um, especially like on Goddess of Flame, and uh, I hear, well, all of it. I, I hear a lot of like the way Bruce Dickinson's Chemical Wedding album Sounded. Yeah, all right. Yes. I'm I'm hearing Good that comparison. Uh, that comparison to that because it's the same style. It's it's a progressive. It's it's modern. It's clean, but you got these elements of like trouble and in flames, yes. and but you're pushing it with this really kind of progressive front edge that sounds a lot like what Bruce Dickinson was doing when he was when Maiden was sinking. He was doing these fucking great albums. Yeah, right. And and just twin guitar attack, or that just maybe one guitar with a with an effect to a splitter, you know, an octaver perhaps, or was it actually two of you doing these same kind of really intricate riffs? It's me, two of me, schizophrenic. Okay, nice. Well, I, the riffs are phenomenal because they're very <laughs> intricate and these really interesting chord progressions. Like uh, I was taking notes because I was writing these things down like, man, I want to sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, on We Stand, Okay. There's there there are a couple elements where I'm thinking here's the chord progression, and I'm expecting it to go down. Like okay, I know this chord progression; it's gonna go down, and you like bring it up. I'm like oh, and that just made such a different sound to the whole song. It was like unexpected. Like oh fuck, that's that's yeah, awesome. right out of left field. Yeah. So I'm wondering, you're you're obviously this is a different style of music than Vindicator. You know, it's it's I wouldn't say it's thrash. There there's the Maiden esque element like on smoke and terrors um the guitar the guitar parts reminded me of duelists from power slaves okay these these long progressions um i want to hear witchblade um it's almost like like really ancient anthrax off their first album you know i'm hearing this kind of thrash those elements of like hardcore thrash but for the most part it's this sludgier heavier kind of sound and even even the, the production value is different than than vindicator i think but it could just, you know, be me. But it's more layered. There's more guitars, right? Um, you know, and it just is this wall of sound. So tell me how how Volcana evolved from you moving in from Vindicator. Like, what you know, you're thinking, is it taking a 
page out of the exorcist story or how did you want to say <laughs> you know, I, I need to do this whole separate band and create this whole separate persona how, how did how'd you, how'd that come about so this is a long one buckle in uh get your popcorn um one and, day oh, out of time sorry oh no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day uh I, I saw a friend of mine, um, Eric Nelson from Vector, posted something about alternate tunings on Facebook. And all the years I've been playing guitar, playing D standard, uh, Vindicator, Violent Night, we were D standard, always been D standard. Motley Crue was D standard, and, and that's why I wanted to do D standard. As crazy as that is, I was just like, this is the tuning, man. This, this is cool because it's a little heavier and, and, and yada yada. Um, and he had made a post about alternate tunings, and I don't know, I, did, I never fucked with the tuning on my guitar. And it inspired me to go in, and I was like, yeah, fucking go down, you know, a whole other step. And now, all of a sudden, I'm in the sword territory. Okay, so at the time, the sword was a favorite of mine. I was, I was listening to Gods of the Earth a lot. And while it's not their best record, there was a few tracks on it that really fucking just spoke to me. And I was like, that's a fucking cool riff. And these guys are like a doom band, but they're like not a doom band. They're not fucking slow. Like they're playing heavy metal, it's just a little lower, you know, and it's it's got that kind of early Sabbath vibe with the vo- how the vocalist, you know, did his thing, and and this is cool, man. And I started playing some sword song, and I had written a song about uh, uh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe a while before that. And this song popped into my head, and because I read uh, the Chronicles of Narnia like once every three or four years, the whole fucking all of them. They're, they're, they've been a favorite of mine since I was fucking a kid. I, or, or well, that came out wrong. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but, you know, since I was like fucking 12 years old, you know, um, or even maybe even a little younger, yeah. we Spoiler, read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe in school. And uh, I was like, this is a cool fucking book. And, uh, you know, my parents bought me the set um, maybe that year, a year after. And those books, man were fucking great and even as an adult i still fucking love them i love them they're easy to read they're very well written i love c.s lewis he's one of my favorites um, yeah. so yeah i wrote this song about like uh the the witch's perspective you know she's all Ugh. you know because she's the she's the satan character the devil character right. in that story sure. you know and i was like this is cool man and it and it speaks to me and i wrote this cool song because that's not all man you read that She's got that one, like, general or some shit that's like that wolf. Man, he says some mean, like, scary-ass shit. This is a kid's book. And he's talking about, like, I think it's in Prince Caspian, how he's like, oh, feast on a thousand souls. He says, like, all these real, like, dark, scary things. I'm like, that's fucking great metal material right there, right? So, you know, I wrote the, I wrote the witch's uh, uh, perspective from the, the Table of Stone is about that, the, the, the crucifixion, quote-unquote, Mm-hmm. part of of Aslan's lifespan or, or life not lifespan but and uh i, I couldn't use that for vindicator it, a really long way for me to get to that but i couldn't yeah. it wasn't vindicator material it wasn't the you know the kind of stuff that we we sang about and i was like this is cool and i started messing around in that tuning writing and i wrote some kind of riff that sound i was like this is kind of like the sword but it's not well can't use it for vindicator hate to throw it away so I start thinking, well, yeah, I got, I wrote a few songs like that. It was just fun. It was new to me playing and just, just that one whole step down made that much difference uh, inspiration wise, you know, and things started flowing and I started fucking tracking it and tracking these ideas. And uh, I was like, I can't use these for vindicators. So I had been talking to uh, Jeff Potts from Mantic Ritual, Warbringer, 
Gygax. Uh, you guys might really enjoy Gygax. I mean, you might enjoy all of these bands, but uh, Gygax is is more. It's it's like a kind of a cool D and D type. You know, like they're. I've heard some of their songs. They're fun. Yeah. Yeah. So he was on. He was on. Uh, uh, I think the most recent one. And uh, I'd been talking to him because I've known Jeff for years. He's a he was a Pittsburgh native for a long time, and uh, I played with Magic Ritual. You know, a couple times when they were on the road, and uh, we became fast friends. And uh, I was kind of grooming him to join Vindicator, and uh, it's just I was well, at the time I was it was you know he was in California. I was like, uh, you know, and I I. I'd, decided oh you know i got this other music would you be into doing something like this jeff was like i'm into doing whatever let's just do something i'm like cool you know uh and i had already been talking i think to uh, uh glenn monturi who had filled in for seven witches when we toured with vicious rumors and seven witches and i was you know we became friends and i i stayed in touch with him i, I had a full band at this point because uh glenn was like i can also play bass and i'm like oh the whole the whole rhythm section you know drums and bass are very close and important to each other i was like one guy doing both yeah that's a no-brainer to me and it kept the group small which means less like issues smaller the group the less issues and i'm not talking like issues like power struggles or anything it's just less to deal with and it just makes it easier um and i was like here we go well i ended up abandoning the idea because i felt guilty about it by not focusing on vindicator i was like i, I can't do this and like a year later, I was like, well, nothing happened with Vindicator. We still don't have a lead player. We're still not playing shows. And uh, well, let's, I hit those guys back up. Falcana happened. Okay. And I pulled that name from Secret Wars, if you're curious. Oh, okay. Uh, so old, like the 80s? The Secret 80s Wars? Secret Wars, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, it's yeah. been a while since I read them, probably the 80s. So I, you know, to be a yeah, while. So just in, ca in case you were wondering, it's, I'll, uh, I'll, when I read it again, I'll, I'll look for it. You'll know. You'll know. So, yeah, I was like, oh, that's cool. That's a band name. I always write down band names when they come to me. If I read yeah. them or I see them, so I just put them in my phone. And that one, that one's good. And it, it stayed with the, uh, the correlation of, like, all band names mm -hmm. being V for a long time. So uh, I was into that. Uh, what do you but, think uh, of, for a band name? Uh, sorry to interrupt you. No, you're o fine. Overactive Bladder. What are you thinking? Is that good? <laughs> I think that's a good grind band. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we, got, we got some other ones we probably shouldn't mention on the uh, – on the show because you know some people yeah, yeah we, we were going to go off in different areas of band names me and on tag one point and yeah we'd probably get death threat so <laughs> yeah that's we'll talk after the show yeah we just that happens <laughs> it does it's it off here yeah so, but anyway anyway so you got volcano from secret wars and and then you start yeah so i i, I decided on. we we had like four songs record or i had four song ideas i'm sorry and uh I was trying to get this, this, I wanted to do this EP by the time I went to this metal festival, like the same year. And, uh, so ended up just doing two songs because it was just going to be easier. So we did what we did a single and that was the line among Jackal single. And, uh, dude, I just, it was like a went into it with no expectations. Vindicator music. I always had expectations for, I always got disappointed. I was always pissed off about the results and, and it was never a healthy thing for me. I went into this. I was like, I'm writing this shit cause it's fun. I don't give a fuck what people think. I mean, that original album artwork for a line among jackals was a lion that I had found on Wikipedia. And it was like, the picture was common use. And I was like, yeah, I can't afford art. So I'm going to use this, <laughs> this yeah. lion. And, right. uh, so people were into it. It got way, I mean, like it got way more interest than I could have 
ever imagined. And, you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't able to have anything pressed in time for that festival. I handed out download codes and, you know, no one gave a fuck. But people were finding this shit organically and, and like, you know, they were into it. And I was like, that's, that's bizarre to me because I'll be real honest, man. It's real hairy. You know, like the, there, there's, there's mistakes, I think, for me. Not from Jeff, not from Glenn. Like, I'm the, I'm the weakest link in that band. And there's, like, mistakes in the guitar parts. And I just, I, I kind of had that devil-may-care attitude because you listen to High on Fire, man, you're going to hear stuff. You really listen to that band. Matt Pike makes mistakes in that music. He's got, like, 37 layers of guitars, but you can hear it. Where it's just not, it's not tight. It's just hairy. It's the mentality of the thing. It's, it's, a, it's a no fucks given mentality. And I was like, I want to go into it like that. Sound, I think it's what makes it sound. And so with, with, you know, a line among jackals, we were just like, fuck it, let's do it. I mean, it's not all over the place. It doesn't sound like shit. Right. I'm not just trying to. No, it's tight. Horn, There's I mean, a lot of great melodies and rhythms. Like but, I said. But so, yeah, a, I mean, that, that thing happened. That thing came together. We released it digitally. I did expected nothing. It got all. It got way more interest. Which I'm not saying it was like in Rolling Stone or even in a metal. It, no metal media gave a fuck about it. Yeah. But I mean, it organically had more interest than I would have ever anticipated, and so that gave us a lot of excitement to do Goddess of Flame. Um, and uh, when we moved into the recording phase of that, some of those tracks are from the original. You know, the ideas came from the original. You know, single. And uh, I don't know, man. Like. You know, I was mainly influenced by the sword and high on fire at the time. And of course, you know, I'm always going to have like the twin guitar. That's just mm-hmm. an overall ingrained inspiration for me from, yes. you know, you know, like in get, any music that has twin guitars in it. You know, I mean, obviously Maiden was a big influence, but mm-hmm. uh, never I've never heard Chemical Wedding. And, and to be honest oh, with you, like okay. accident. Of, no, I mean, like as, as, a, as anyone saying that comparing my music to that accident of birth and Chemical Wedding and uh, it, um, shit. Uh, what's the next one? tyranny of souls yeah those three those three yeah. fucking records are fan fucking tastic oh, i yeah. got on a kick where right. i was just like give me anything roy z produces i know it's going to be gold yeah. which i have recently proved inaccurate but still at the time i was really like that was that was it and I, i've never like there's songs that like i still listen to on those records that i'm like that's so fucking cool it's so simple and it's so fucking cool um and so i mean yeah you're you're i i, I haven't I haven't listened to We Stand in a long time. Uh, I don't listen to a lot of my own stuff uh, relatively frequently. Sometimes I'll put it on like once every other year or something. I don't know if any other artists do that, but once you kind of get through the, the, the initial phase of it, you're just like, uh, I've heard this 8 million times before it's even released, and it's, you just kind of distance yourself from it. Because um, you're, you're on with making more music. Well, yeah, know? that too. So right. I mean, it's like, you know, We Stand though, I mean, to be honest, I, I don't recall any, there, there are certain songs where I'll say, I want this to sound like this. Mm-hmm. And when, if you bring up Violent Night, I can give you some comparisons on that. But with, with it's weird because honestly, there, the only thing that I did on Goddess of Flame that I was like, I want this to kind of sound like this was kind of some old school, like, uh, like Swedish death metal type riffs. If you're, if you if you're familiar with Death Breath, which is uh, uh, give me a give me uh, forgive me for this. Uh, this is the drummer from Entombed's, the original Entombed's band, uh, the guy oh, from the okay. helicopters. Uh, Nicholas is that his name? Nicholas. Forgive me, I'm losing street cred for this, but it's his band, and uh, there's like some really cool like there's just it's just cool. It's fucking cool, and like this like the intro to Witchblade. 
I drew influences from Death Breath for that particular riff. Okay. And, uh, you know, and, and that's the thing with Volcana is where I try to not get super thrashy with it. We did yeah. like Witchblade's kind of a thrashy song. I even I even threw the lyrics in there, thrash through your enemies, I think. Yeah. I, and it was intentional because it's kind of a thrashy song. Sure. Um, Volcana is the band that I can do weird shit in and that doesn't fit with Vindicator. That's kind of my outlet yeah. for that kind of stuff. I, um, I think because, one, I wonder why it's organically grown is because thrash is a is a more niche kind of subgenre of metal as whereas what volcana is doing it, it it was like that bruce dickinson it's a lot more accessible to to people not only people who like metal but like the hard rock whereas yeah hard right. rock fans are not going to be necessarily inclined to like violent night or vindicator right but they're they're going to be like yeah volcana you know volcana this, that, that's that's what i think why what happened it's like it's, right it's accessible, like like why ACDC is accessible to people who don't like hard rock or metal. Right, and we did, we did. It's funny, it's funny you bring that up because ACDC was a very, you know, keep it simple, stupid kind of formula. Right. And there's nothing right. wrong with that. I I fucking love ACDC, and so do millions of other people. Right, exactly. And the thing about you know the thing about it is is when we did approach Volcano, while there's some intricate shit in there, we I yes. did try to keep it kind of straightforward rock and roll mentality. Um, you know, and I can't help that you know. I'll tell you what, I'll send this shit out. And we don't write this. I write the music. I write what you hear on guitar and any kind of, all the rhythm guitars are me. I mean, for the most part, I'm sure Jeff that probably has some accent shit that could be considered rhythm, but the, the, the song structure and the vocals, that's me. And I send that shit off to the other two guys. I don't know what I'm going to get back. It's like fucking Christmas morning. Every time <laughs> I get something back, I get something from Glenn and I'm like, I don't know how the guy fucking hears he play over he'll fucking write the drum parts that I hear in my head when I'm writing it, but I don't say shit to him. I don't I don't tell him very right. few once maybe once I've been like, hey, can you can you kind of do something like this? I, I don't even know that I've actually done that, but I don't want to say I haven't. But for the most part, it'll be like I hear this drum beat, I don't know what I'm gonna get back. It's that fucking drum beat. And it that's it blows my mind every right. time. And when I send something to Jeff, oh my goodness. That guy's just, it's the best icing on the best cake you've ever had. And when he, when he sends his leads back, they're, they're perfect every time. And his accent work, it, you know, sometimes you'll get like this epic blind guardian, 300 layers of guitars. And sometimes it's just, I'm just going to do my solo in this one. I don't know what I'm getting back. And it's, to me, that's one of the special things about Volcana is it's, it's a real treat for me when I get the tracks back. And I get to hear what the other guys are bringing because it's all organic on their end. That I don't, like I said, I don't guide them. I, I think I have with Jeff and Glenn maybe once been like, "Hey, could you do this?" And that's it, though. The rest of the time, it's just them and their own creativity. So it, I don't know that it's, and it's been that way. So they bring their own influences too. Like it's not just we, we you know, we have our bands like I say high on fire and the sword, but they're bringing whatever whatever the hell they want to bring to the table, you know. Right. So, but it's working. It's, that, right, that, that, it's I'm glad that you told me how that process works because that's fascinating to me. You know, like you're you're all working kind of distance, <laughs> social distance, creating a record, but you're creating that sound structure, the song structure, and they're going with it because right. you, you would never know that it wasn't all choreographed at the same time because it sounds it sounds tight, it sounds purposeful, and I right. I was listening to, you know uh to goddess of flame and i was hearing like okay how many i was like counting the guitar tracks 
And there was right. one song I heard, I heard at least four different guitar tracks. You know, one's playing a melody, kind of these like little off notes, and one there's a solo, two guitars playing. Then there's like a, this heavy chugging. I'm like, oh, fuck, is that one, two, three, four? You know, I'm counting the tracks. <laughs> right. But, you know, and it just has that really dense, layered, big sound. That's, so that's, yeah. that's what I love about it. It sounds right. phenomenal. That's one of the, like I said, that's, it's it, create creatively, I'm able to, to do a little more with that music. Um, the, the track, The Unwelcome, uh, for instance, we needed another, I wanted another track. I, I needed some more time. And I was like, I'm going to do an intro. And, and we had already recorded the whole record. It was at the studio getting mixed. And I was like, I'm going to do, I'm going to do an intro. I don't like it coming right into Skullpendra. So uh, I, I plugged into a couple pedals that I have. I don't use pedals with Vindicator. The Vindicator's not a fan. Um, you just run straight to your amp overdrive, right? It's just straight to my amp, and and there towards the end, I was using a boost pedal into my amp. You know, just give it a little more hair. Um, but it's never there's there's no there's no frills on my behalf. It's just my amp. You know, plug into maybe a pedal in the amp, or just straight into the amp. You know, it's it's no frills in that department. Um, Volcana though, it's like ooh, you can use you can use some stuff here. You can use wonky wonky noise makers. You know, like I got a lot of them, and I, I just I was never a pedal guy till like five years ago, and I'm like, this is fun. Pedals are fun, you know. I started be becoming a softy, you know, and and uh, so, and so that, that pedal though, that's that's a that's a uh, that's a, uh, a toxic fuzz factory into a uh, uh, afterneath, and an afterneath is like a reverberator pedal. It's a reverb pedal that sounds like you're in a fucking cave. It's it's amazing. You can do well. The end of it. So if you if you listen to that track, the end of it kind of winds up. Yes. That wasn't done in the studio. I did that with a knob. I manually oh. did that takeoff sound. So at the end, it, it's a stretch sound. I was playing my guitar right next to my, my amp, and, and I take it, it's like, and it, and it goes into the next track. Bam! There's oh, an intro. That's sweet. That's cool. You know, so that yeah. was, that was a lot great. of fun. And I haven't, since then, I haven't utilized a lot of pedals. Like, I, 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 I get in the habit of just writing, and I need to utilize pedals it, it, because they're, they help with creativity. So, you know, in, in my yeah. field, it's just, you know, it's adding a little more color and, and, you know, some different shit. You don't know what you're going to come up with. And it's going to help you in the end instead of if you've hit a dead end, you know, here's something. Try this because this might spark some kind of idea. Yeah, um, but that like band, tuning, just like you tuning down did. Right. And, so and it's not even just it's not even just pedals. It's it's writing wise there. Vindicator, I've put myself in a box and it's very difficult to get out of that box. And, 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 and that, that's, it's, it's been very difficult to get out of that box and mm -hmm. kind of think how, you know, think, come from a fresh perspective while maintaining what the fans want to hear. With sure. Volcana, it's just like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. I, right. I, I have songs that are very, very doom like, and I have songs yeah. that are very traditional metal and I have some thrash songs, you know, Valley of the War Gas is straight up thrash. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's like a Metallica song. And I don't know if people think we're fucking weird because we can't like that was one of the problems with early violent night was that we couldn't be placed into a specific genre. We had songs that sounded like Iron Maiden. We had real proggy songs and we had straightforward rock songs. And it was weird and it didn't it didn't appeal to people because they had to think too much, I think, or, or yeah. we couldn't be placed and that that fucks shit up. Um, but with Falcana, I don't know. It, we try to maintain I do try to maintain, you know, a certain sound because you don't want to get too, you don't want to stray too far away from it, but I'm able to do more and explore more like vocal harmonies. Yeah. Like that's a big thing. Like 
I can I can sing a little bit with Volcana, whereas yeah. you know Vindicator, there's not a whole lot of parts where you know you got to sound angry with that. You're 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 being mad about the government. You got to sound angry. Right. You can't fucking try right. to sound pretty. Clouds <laughs> never. Yeah, but, but with, you know, with with yeah, with Volcana, it, I don't know the whole the whole thing was was very liberating for me because it was it was fun again. And that's yeah. that's a that's a key factor when you're not making money doing something. By God, it better be fun. Or why exactly. are you doing it? You know, why are you, right? Exactly. Why else are you doing it? Right. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you. Sorry, sorry, Montag. I was, no, was going to ask Vic a question about. Uh, I was going to ask you more like, uh, how about like bands like Candlemass, Trouble, that you dig them or? Oh, absolutely, and, and much- absolutely. So you know, like I got a lot of Trouble comparisons early on, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, who doesn't love Psalm Nine? And, and I mean. Early, early trouble. I, I never got into like the the trouble where they had like the hippie logo. As <laughs> you know, oh. like the first the first several trouble records for me, and that's not because I. It's just because I didn't have them. I'm not a guy who like listens to music anywhere but after until after I buy it. Like that's who I am. I, I very rarely will go to YouTube and listen to music. I just I don't care unless I find it, and then I then I'll listen to it. Like so, I guess if I found those trouble records, those later ones in a store used or new i would have probably bought it and listened to it but i'm not going to listen to it otherwise that's i don't know why i'm like that that's just how i am but and Candlemass, oh yeah fuck yeah who who doesn't love Candlemass? and that's not stopping there you know a big influence is like the black sabbath that wasn't the super doom black sabbath you know tony martin era black sabbath is my personal favorite black sabbath you know you're talking you're talking uh uh is it tear and i think it's tear and uh, headless, headless, cross, headless cross and cross eternal Cruises. idol he was on cross purposes too yeah or am i wrong on that i think that's a great one too yeah so i mean like those records the tony martin stuff is is, and that doesn't sound like doom to me you know doom to me is like you know it's it's kind of slow and it's kind of you know sludgy not so much sludge but like slow and drawn out and you know but i like i like the doom that's like heavy metal it's just basically heavy metal they just they call it doom i don't know if it's because of the lyrical subject or or what, but that's, that's kind of what I'm into, but it, you know, and I've always been into that stuff. Don't get me wrong. Like who doesn't love black Sabbath from day one? You know, it was just that I, I think at the time it all kind of happened at the same time. Cause I had owned age of winters by the sword for a long time. And I just, it just didn't strike a chord with me. I owned one of those. I bought a high on fire record and hated it and got rid of it. I just wasn't into it. And it was it was gods of the earth that really flicked that switch for me and then i was in uh, a record store and somebody was playing death is this communion and i was like is this seriously high on fire and that re it got me back into the band and it got me like into like how it was and one of the things i didn't like i think it was black wings is that the name of that record uh i think so it's, yeah. it, it was just it was real underproduced and raw and i was like Ugh, ooh. And I just wasn't into that kind of stuff at the time, you know, and now I am, you know, so it's like, and I was, I was coming into that kind of stuff at the time. So, you know, because shit, it took me a long ass time to listen to sleep. And I finally got around to listening to Holy Mountain, like, I don't know, in the past 10 years. And it was like, that was, that I should have already have heard that record, but just wasn't into that stuff. And, and so just, I, it was just, it was a culmination of right place, right time, down tuning, already being a fan of like sword riffs and what they were doing. And and it spawned the whole thing. I tried to. I tried to for a long time. It was my main focus until recently. Uh, recently, I kind of picked the Vindicator torch back up and have, have focused on that. Um, not to say that Volcano is done by any means. Uh, it's just one of those things that we do while we're all able to do it. 
because it's yeah. a studio project. So it's very, it's, it's just, it fits into our lives. So they, it doesn't, it's not the other way around for us with that project. Well, that's the, the great thing, you know, because you have so many projects, so many different directions, no matter where, where you're at with one band, you can always be doing something with another, you know, right. Project, which is my transition to, I got to ask you about uh, liquor quick. Uh, yeah. I, I saw only the one song, <laughs> the Keystone light. And I'm not sure if that's the only thing you did, um, but it is I, I, okay. It, it is. It is a fantastic song. I mean, I can tell you guys were like, fuck, let's write a song. We're going to write the best song about the shittiest beer ever. You know, and it, <laughs> it was like it, when I first heard, I'm like, oh, it's rat. It's totally rat. The riff, the singing yep. style from like straight up out of the cellar. I'm like, so, you know, <laughs> this is great because if you like your big hair metal, um, you know, and my notes were like, you just need some spandex and neon green glasses to go with the bright red and yellow leather jackets. Yeah, you know Balmore I mean? was the only one. He, if you've watched the video, Balmore's totally rocking the look. Uh, oh, there's he, a video. Oh yeah, you've not oh, seen fuck. the video. No. no. Oh, oh well, yeah. That was... Is that on YouTube? Oh yeah. Oh shit. Oh my yeah. I am going to go watch that now. <laughs> so let me let me tell you about Ligger quick. It's the pandemic, and I'm bored as fuck, and I'm like. <laughs> Everybody needs something fun. So I, I scheme that I have this idea. I'm like, I'm gonna write a fucking docking song about Keystone Light. So Keystone Light was my go-to cheap beer for a long time. Yeah. Until recently. Um they, it was my go-to beer for a long time. And we tried Vindicator tried to get an endorsement. Uh because it didn't fall, it felt it fell on regional like beer distributors. It didn't fall on the cores company. Yeah. They were like, you have to talk to your local and they the local people were like, no, they didn't even bother to get back <laughs> with us. So we all had Keystone Light cut off shirts. Nice. <laughs> the it pissed me off so bad. I wanted an endorsement, but I just wanted I just wanted some free Keystone Light. Let's just be sure. honest. But but you know, so I, I was like, uh, I want to do this thing, and I, I don't want to do a video for it. So I wrote the song, and I already had all the people lined up. I knew Jesse would be able to do it because we were going for an '80s sound, and Jesse's got a, a an electric kit. And I was like, this will be perfect. Jesse right. can record MIDI drum parts, send them to me, and I can throw them into you know a drum. Uh, <laughs> plug in and i can pick the drum sound and everything so i was like this is gonna be perfect and uh i think that's how we did that one because yeah that's how we did that one um and i i here again i think jeff was busy i think that's why we didn't use jeff jeff was busy working on his uh his band the fate and so i was like oh, hit up balmore balmore and i have been friends here again for a long ass time he sang for ex death metal ingve malmstein it's kept in touch for a long ass time and i was like hey you want to do the thing and he's like yeah i'll do the thing and stevens uh he was he, i think he's still in shock paris every band in cleveland as ed has probably played dude he, he he's no he, he filled in for charlie oh. walls of the dan let's just well, he okay, well, let me tell you about let me tell you something <laughs> fantastic fucking bassist and, uh, and and more and eager just to do shit he guy loves doing more and it's a pandemic what are you doing we were all in lockdown at the time so what are you gonna do of course you're going to record some sick docking song about keystone light yeah but i had the idea for this video and this is i threw that video together on my fucking phone just so you know so i'm like i made i edited that on my phone uh i mixed wow. it myself i mastered it myself everything i did i did that whole thing we thought it was going to be some bit i was like man this might be the thing that does it for me no I, <laughs> not accurate at all uh, no, I, I think but, i sold but, i think i sold a couple copies of the single and I, I, it was, I, we were doing the charity for uh, Mila. So right. we sold a few then. Um, but uh, it's great fun, though. That's the thing when I heard it. Well, yeah, that was, it, it was it the whole thing. It harkens back to that era, but it's, it's so earnest. 
while being silly at the same time. You know, like, you know, you're like, you're writing a song about, about Keystone Light. It's like, come on, how you can't, you can't do a serious song about a beer. You know, you just can't, you know, I, I mean, I tracked those. I also tracked those. I was, I was drinking whiskey while I tracked those. Maybe that's what did it. Yeah. I just wasn't being genuine. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, no, it was, it wasn't your cold gin. You know, I won't, it wasn't that. <laughs> right. You know? Oh man. I'll tell you what, man. fun story. Fun story about that. Fucking have on alive. Right. I've never listened to alive. I, if I've had it for a while and I have a weird copy that only had like disc two, like LP two. Oh, okay. So I, I get over to the cold gin side, man. And, oh, that Paul Stanley rant is my favorite thing. And some of you guys <laughs> like orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> Gets me every time. Orange juice. Love how he says it. I fucking love Paul Stanley. Man. Yeah, he's the great. Front, man. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No. It's, it's, have, yeah. You, have you have you heard the first half of Alive now? Have you finally? Got oh yeah. No, I made sure to seek out okay. when I put it on. I was like, oh, I bought like a cleaner copy. Yeah. Uh, just to shove in and, and like kind of change out the the one I had already. I put the two newer ones in there. Yeah. And, you know, it was like ten bucks for the two of them or yeah, something. Yeah, it's so. a great beginning. I mean, do sounds oh, great. Dude. Hundred hundred thousand years. You know, it's it's it was it's fucking it wasn't fantastic. my first live album. I had Kiss Alive Two first. That was the era okay. I got into Kiss, you know, with Love Gone and and Destroyer and Rock and Roll Over, you know, and those yeah. those those albums. But then when I got Kiss Alive, it was like a whole different band. Like it was heavier. I mean, I was ten. So I'm like, I'm like, dude, it's it heavy. Great. It's a great live album, even though it's not live, it's totally set up and fake, but it's still a fucking right. great performance. You know, right. It well, really here's the is. thing. Here's the thing. Like, I'm looking at my records right now. Some fell over and it makes me angry. I'm OCD about that shit. Uh, but um, Keystone Light angry. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to break nothing, but <laughs> All right, good. I'm not going to Hulk out. Uh, no, man, my favorite, it's a real quick side thing. Uh, is we got time. Live vinyl is my favorite thing. Live records on vinyl, my all-time favorite thing. I, I will purposely buy live records on vinyl. I don't I have them on CD, not as good. Don't mm-hmm. have the same vibe. I just, the whole aesthetic of a live LP, I love it. Absolutely love it. Live so sorry, go death. ahead, continue. Live we were talking. Death. You have live for death on. I vinyl? do, I do, man. I bought yeah. that. It was, it was one of those. You remember when you go in the exchange and they had records up on the wall? Yeah. And they would, they, they didn't really want to get them down. Ah, live mm-hmm. after death was up there. I was like, I want that. How yeah. much is that? Because they it's, were like, it's phenomenal. They were like twelve dollars. Yeah, sold. it's great, man. Because it's because it was back before records were cool again. So <laughs> that's right. I was sorry though. Yeah, best, so yeah, so. the best live record, metal record ever. But I think so. It's probably the best live. Priest record. unleashed in the East in there too. I think. So, I have know. so many. I don't. I don't have that one on CD either. It's it's one of the ones I need. Um, I've got some live records though. So I, I rediscovered some that I had the other day because I've been redoing my records. That's why the set fell over over here. But you know, it's like uh, the Made in Japan and. Uh, I bought this Accept record one time. I didn't even realize it was a live record until I bought it and got it home and listened to it. And I was like, oh, it's a live record. That's cool. It's, it's, I love, love them. Absolutely love them. Favorite one I own, I own, like, I think it's Destructor's first show. I think it's their first show. I could be wrong on that, but it's a live Destructor, Destructor record. Bootleg. Oh, it's so fucking good. So fucking good. It's a bootleg, too. That's the best part, man. It totally sounds like somebody recorded it. On a fucking yeah. tape deck, it's yeah. it's fantastic. There's, I don't know, man. You know, some people be like, "Why would the fuck would you like something like that?" And it's like, 
because it sounds like it just sound it sounds right to me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like it, it, it does. feels it does. feels yeah, right. Make a good point. That's yeah, how we recorded our shows in college. We had we literally brought a, a boombox, set it on the bar, and had the bar guys hey, push record so we could right. get it and have make sure someone was there to flip the cassette, you know, to start recording again. But it was a different sound. You get the whole wall of sound rather than we all would also get a copy of the of the board. The soundboard, yeah. Completely different sound. A little you know, dry. It was not mixed the same way. But with a live boombox there, you get the you get the sound of the crowd. Dude, you that's the, the whole band. band. Yes. And it sounds like you're at a fucking show. And that's the whole point. Yeah, I'm at a show. I'm 15 feet away. I'm in some some little bar drinking a beer, watching a band, and this is exactly what it's going to fucking sound like. Right. I have an obituary bootleg vinyl. Same thing. It's like somebody, oh. had, a, somebody had a tape deck. It's great. Love it. Absolutely love that, man. Those are my favorite kind of vinyl. When you can That's still how we hear did it. The, right. Yeah. That's how we did the Vindicator demo. The first Vindicator mm-hmm. demo was uh, uh, Griffin iTalk, the extension for the old iPod. You slap into where the, the power thing went, and it was like, maybe it was just the headphone jack. I don't know. Somehow you slapped it in there. had a little microphone on it. <clears> we just set it up on in a different room because it would be too close and, you know, distorted so we set it up different room hit record we did our first it was just one track of our show and that's what we sounded like that was a good representation of ourselves you know but sorry i'm sorry derailed back to liquor quick uh no i just i just thought it was hilarious um i like the fact that you put out a song um and it was so different than everything else again what you know after our conversation about the band exorcist it just it just kept on reminding me of of your versatility and just like, like these guys. Uh, we, hey, we have a, a record label with no bands. Let's make up all the bands and let's do all the music. Right. Um, just reminding me of of a, a musician who really just wants to explore and do different things, whatever whatever you want, and and you're not limited to being defined. Although each of the bands, like you said, Vindicator is a little more. You you are in a you are in a box of sorts mm-hmm. to make sure the the fans get that sound they want but you're able right. to explore different things like through volcana and then have goofy stuff like liquor quick like i love the name it's just like oh that's fucking great um <laughs> and then you're just doing you know so that's that's really exciting to to listen to that and and to see you being able to do so much different kind of music because unfortunately you know we live in this society you know a lot of music fans are uh when they when a band comes out, they want them to stay the same. They want their artists to not grow and yeah. not change. And, and that is I, and that's disappointing in a yeah. way because I know what you like, and like you're afraid that your band's going to sell out, like Metallica did, and other things like that. But right. when I hear I hear a really great band like Opeth and how they have grown and changed, and and I don't know if you're if you're listening to Opeth now or anything like that, but they have really changed a lot over the last twenty years, and I. I'm excited every time I listen to an Opeth album. It's like, oh, it it's takes me in different directions right. that I never would have expected, you know. Especially like the last couple three albums have been like, wow, fuck, you know, it's so different than when you're going to hear even like from Blackwater Park, and it's it's more mellow but complicated and syncopation and weird. And he's not like doing the death metal vocals anymore, but it's 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 more layered and rich, you know. So right. I, I look at that as a positive thing. So anyone who can pivot and change directions and and do multiple kinds of genre. I, I think that just is a more of a testament to the person as a musician than Respect. I'm going to limit myself. Right. Yeah. It, it certainly was. I mean, it was more about 
the, the time, you know, being that most people were in lockdown and it's kind of a miserable time, you know, and it was, I wanted to do something fun and I, I was hoping that, you know, to bring some joy to people for, for once, you know, like yeah, they'll get a kick out about of it. About damn time, I, Vic. Yeah. And I, I think, I think, I think they did, especially with the, the video. It was more about the video. I got to see it as we wind up things here. I think no matter what, just to kind of sum up all of your music, to sum up Volcana, uh, Vindicator, you've you've got these tight riffs and melodies. You've got a lot of speed changes and tempo. You've got a lot of thrash. And uh, I'm going to say, if, if you are a fan of fast shreds and really great solos, um, you know, I, I would say just go to Bandcamp, you know, buy some of Vic's music. Vindicator is up there. Volcana's up there. Um, Violent Night is up there. Uh, Liquor Quick. Listen to the music. You are going to be such a fucking fan. Now, you said you're back in doing Vindicator right now. We've re- and I won't yeah. much longer. So what's next for Vindicator? Are you guys like working on a new album or, or what is We are. Um, the, the, the songs are all scratched out. So everything's, everything's written. Um, I think drum tracking begins uh, next month at some point. Um, and from there we've, we've got our schedule all written out. Um, you know, um, most of us are tracking probably in our own studios, but the drums are something that we have to track in a studio. So those, you know, those will, those take, although they would take, you know, point anyways, given they're the drums, but you know, it'll bounce back, back and forth between all of us, uh, before it gets mixed. I think we're hoping to have it out, uh, in fall at some point in time. Okay, cool. Um, um, artwork to wise, it. do you need stick figures? You know, uh, I don't think so, but okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not counting them out just right. yet. I, you never know. Just, just offering, you know, um, and, uh, so I'm excited about, about the, uh, the new music. I'm looking forward to that. And I did promise you some goofy questions. So, uh, I got a couple in mind. Excellent. Yeah. Um, Okay. If you could be a tree, I'll do the Barbara Walters thing. If you could be a tree, Vic, what kind of tree would you be? Well, I kind of like uh, those. Are they are they ginkgo trees? Is that it? They have the oh, fun yeah. leaves. Uh, my neighbor has one. Uh, I love those trees. Uh, they're they're in Oberlin too. So I've always been fascinated with those. those All right, they're, they're, those those leaves. That that would probably be my my go to. But if I if I had a backup, I'd probably be like uh like some kind of redwood. Nice. They're just, I, I like a giant tree too. So All right. Fun, either fun, you got to have fun leaves or you got to be massive. That's the type of tree I'm going to be. <laughs> okay. If you were a dog, would you be a leg humper or a pillow fucker? Pillow fucker. <laughs> Good. Good. You got to have a special pillow just to finish in it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. It's get all crusty. Legs aren't, you know, legs, they fight back. Nobody wants that done to them. Pillows. <laughs> Pillows never say no. Yeah, pillows can't say no. That's right. Good. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> uh, if you had to have voluntary surgery, what would you have? Probably like something that I didn't, that I wasn't going to stand a chance of like dying during the operation. Maybe a toe removed. Okay. I mean, um, I know that can fuck up. Where would walking. you have it put on your body? Remove oh, toe I'm re- uh, um, re- So you got to reattach it somewhere. Where okay. So it'd probably be a pinky toe. I don't know how big they play in balance i feel like they can't play too big probably do but maybe not okay and i would totally probably put it on my hand somewhere like probably on the nice. side 
So yeah. it looked like a, like a spur, like a like a nice. one of the, that weird dog dew claw or whatever that right. dog finger that isn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it wouldn't be for anything other than really fucking with people. Like I would. Right. That, that was that's the hand I would shake people's hands with. Yeah. You know, so it'd be my right hand, obviously, because that's the hand that does all the work. You know, like if you ever yeah, do karate hand- chops, you'd be like, "What the fuck is that bump?" Yeah, man. It would just that would be enough right there. I'd just hold my hand up and have that fucking. Yeah. Pinky toe hanging off there. Metal more. People's yeah, getting out of here. That guy's a mutant, man. Get him out of here, man. Nice. Probably get a testicle removed and then sell it for science because I have no use for it anymore. <laughs> exactly. Right. The money. Exactly. <laughs> Someone give me twenty grand for one of my nuts. Hey, that's um, not a bad deal. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> why not? And last question: Peanut butter crunch or crunch berries? Peanut butter crunch. All right, man. I'm a I'm a I, I'm a I'm a peanut butter guy. Uh, just recently, we got a we got a box of Captain Crunch recently, and I hadn't had it for years because you know everyone has the experiences of eating it and, and having the the, the raw roof <laughs> of your mouth, shred your mouth, right? Yeah, I haven't eaten it in so long, and I, I had a bowl, and I was like, man, this stuff's pretty good. Even the even the not Crunchberry parts are pretty good, yeah. and, and I it made me remember peanut butter crunch, and I've been trying to talk my wife, and I, I just keep forgetting to ask her. Yeah, really, those so are I'm all not doing very good. They're not, they're not gonna hurt your mouth. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. yeah, the peanut butter stuff, man. It's just a bowl of yeah. awesome, man. I put peanut butter on just about everything. If and I'm having, you, like, you got you to have ice cream, I got to have half a jar of peanut butter on that shit. Nice, nice. Wow. That's a, that's a yeah. Sunday for me. It's extra now, fiber. That's what it is. Right, and I, I, I'm not a big fan of the multicolored berries. I mean, I like I ate it when I was there. were just the red berries, and I would eat around the berries when I was a kid, just eat, eat all the crunchy stuff and then save all the berries for the end but i will say this since they have all the colors of the berries now when you shit your shit turns green oh it doesn't <laughs> yeah it is like because green your body can't process the right green dye and i'm like oh it's like holy lord i look like i'm the i'm the astrocyst you know it's a, <laughs> what's your mother's maiden name <laughs> like oh my god what the fuck did i eat do you remember uh, the did you did you eat the the black metal whopper when they had that no, 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 I did. That yeah. shit was scary when you shit it out. <laughs> but it, 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 it's really bad. Yeah, it was black, it was man. It was like because it, it was a black hamburger, though. It, it was black. It was a novelty burger. You eat it and you shit, and you're like, "What the fuck, man?" Wow, it's like too much chili with the dark red kidney beans when it's all right. tarry. Yeah, you're nice. like, you're <laughs> like, oh man. Oh, oh boy. come on, ice cream, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and this interview has gone way south, real quick. But that's cool, man. It's good. Uh, Vic, I want to thank you for joining us tonight, and uh, so appreciate your time and sharing your stories and everything about it. Uh, I, I am such a fucking fan of your music, and I'm so grateful that we're friends and that. Um, I, I know you are working on some music for a, uh, an excellent pulp book, uh, you know, coming out soon, but, um, word on the street is word on the street, but I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm glad you're reading it. Thank you. And, uh, is there anything, you, else, anything else you want to say to, uh, to no, our uh, many millions of fans out here? Yeah, no, thank, thanks for having me on. Um, actually one of the, one of the more fun interviews I've had because, of how it was structured. I think you guys did a great job with just how things flowed and you could elaborate on stuff. And it wasn't so, you know, here's a question, answer, question, answer, kind of, I don't know. I kind of, I haven't been involved in too many interviews where you get kind of the natural, like we're just having a conversation. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate that. Thank you for having me on. Sure. Uh, 
it definitely was not a problem for me because I can talk for hours. So, well, that's great because, like I said, I had two questions. So I'm glad you were had a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And um, you know, I'm I'm excited. So anyone out there want to you want to check Vic's music out? Vindicator, Wakana, Liquor Quick, Violent Night on Bandcamp on YouTube. Um, If you like it, you buy it. And um, I have to say, now that I've, I've, I've listened to it so much, like, I got to send you some money for some CDs, man. That's it. I, I just have to. So oh, thank I you. am just, I'm just, especially Volcano. I'm like, Jesus Christ, these, it is good. <laughs> and um, so I'm excited for where you're going to go. And uh, hopefully we can, we can get a live show sometime, but I'm going to give you a text after I watch the uh, Keystone light video. I'm still going to fucking text you. Just let you know. Like, oh, oh yeah, absolutely. So cool. All right, man. Well, you've been, uh, I guess I could, uh, yeah, I'll do it the regular way as I, as I do my screw up. So <laughs> I am my egg and Vic Stone is Vic Stone. That's and me. And you've been listening to heavy, heavy. Metal. metal. Help us out, Vic. Uh, Horror. <laughs> and we're out. Cool, man.